Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. You know who I am, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific segment for you. We're having our monthly visit with our health expert, Dr. Ted Brower. And you've heard me talk about uh, what he's done for me, my knee, my back, my Achilles tendon. No surgeries. Three for three. I'll take that any day of the week. And we can't guarantee that'll happen for you. But I'll tell you what, there's a reason why many of us, like Doug Hagman and myself, go to Ted before we ever go to our doctors. And don't get me wrong, I love my doctor. He's, he's skilled, he's good, but I get real results at HealthMasters. And that's HealthMasters.com. And the coupon code to check us out to get 5% off is 5Dave, the number 5Dave at HealthMasters.com. And on that note, let's bring in the sponsor of the show and the guest of this show, Dr. Ted Rohr. Ted, welcome to the show. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for allowing me to be on your broadcast today. I, it means so much to me. I, I prayed for all of my listeners today. I have the privilege of doing that. And I, and I pray for all of the folks that listen to me on your show, too. You guys are absolutely amazing. And I want to thank you for supporting Dave's show and for supporting Hagman, supporting our show, and, and for just being out there and being part of the group of patriots that really want to hear the truth. And today we're going to talk about why the globalists are doing what they're doing to us as far as why they're trying to reduce the population of the planet and why the eugenics protocol is upon us and what you could do as a patriot to make sure you stay healthy in this coming pretty much apocalypse that we're going to have the book of Revelation calls it. And this is going to be a problem for a lot of us because it says a lot of folks are going to die. And I'm not trying to be a fear person. Excuse me. I'm not trying to do any of that. What I'm trying to do is say this. Let us be prepared as far as keeping us and our families healthy by eating the right foods, having the right supplies, taking the right supplements, and doing everything that we possibly can to stay healthy. Because here's what I've learned, Dave. And I've seen this so many times. You know, I used to have a, a nutrition practice. I was a state licensed nutritionist here in Florida, and I, I literally worked with thousands and thousands of people on an individual basis. And what I learned was this. A lot of people really want to feel better. They really want to look better. They really want to have more energy, but they're kind of confused as to how to do it. They really don't understand the basic principles of health and health research. Let me give you another example. Uh, yesterday, I was speaking to a man at a local Chevrolet dealership. He's like one of the general inventory managers there. He's a great guy. I mean, I really like the guy. And about a year and a half ago, I went over there and I talked to them and I was talking to the general manager and they were all in an open office. And he overheard my conversation because the general manager was drinking diet sodas. And I said to him, I said, you know, his name's John, general manager John. And I said, John, I said, you know, why are you doing diet sodas? He goes, well, I'm trying not to gain weight. And I said, well, you know, they make you gain weight. It's kind of the exact opposite of what you think they're going to do to you because they mess up your blood sugar regulatory mechanism and they're really bad for you. And, and diet, diet sodas contain phenylalanine, which in high concentrations can cause permanent nerve and brain damage in anyone. They contain aspartic acid and they also contain paint thinner. And studies have been shown repeatedly that when you ingest diet sodas, you increase your risks of seizures, of headaches, of optic nerve degradation, brain tumors, brain cancer. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And they're not healthy for you in general. They're just a bad product. And they were promoted basically and approved through the FDA when the then Donald Rumsfeld, surprise, surprise, was head of the Food and Drug Administration. And the problem is that they have a they have a contain aspartic acid, which is an excitotoxin. And the aspartic acid is absorbed by the brain cells and basically releases dopamine. So you release a dopamine trigger. But the problem is because they're an excited they're an excitotoxin, they overstimulate the brain cell brain cells causing that cell to die in many cases. And when it does that, you know what you end up with holes in your brain. And John looked at me and said, What the heck? Holes in the brain? I said, Yeah. In fact I was years ago I had a 
a friend of mine. He's now a friend. He owns a huge PVC fabricator fed installation company here in Central Florida. His name is Mark. And he's asked, he's told me I could use his name, but I'm not going to do that today on the show. And what it, what, he had, what happened is I met the guy years ago. He's going to put a gate for me. And he looked awful. I mean, he was thin. He was skinny. And uh, he just looked awful. And I said to him, I said, Mark, are you okay? He said, well, I just had brain surgery. And I said, brain surgery? He goes, yeah. And he said, uh, I said, what the heck was going on? And he goes, he's a lot of having seizures. And I looked at him. I said, were you drinking diet sodas? And he looked at me. He got pale. He goes, how do you know that? I said, well, because, you know, diet sodas, especially the aspartame component, actually causes seizures with a lot of neurological patients. He goes, Ted, let me tell you my story. This is Mark talking from Defense Company. And he said, I was having seizures. I started, you know, I started dating my wife. I started drinking diet sodas and I started having seizures, you know, and we were, you know, we got married to her and us following her diet. And he goes, and I went to the doctor's office one day because I was having grand mal epileptic seizures like daily, which were debilitating to me. And the doctor walks up, the neurologist walked up to him. He was in his, in his chair in his office, you know, like a, like a reclining chair in which he was going to do the examination in this chair, kind of like sitting in a dentist chair. And the, doc, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the neurologist walked up to Mark and said, here, drink this diet soda. Let's see if it induces a seizure. And Mark said he drank this diet soda. Within minutes, he was on the floor with another massive seizure. And so the doctor went in and did an MRI on him and found that he had holes in the frontal lobe of his brain, kind of looked like Swiss cheese. And there were dangling blood vessels in his brain that basically could basically rupture. So the doctor had to go in there and do brain surgery on this guy and basically tie off these blood vessels. And then he told him before, you know, when he felt he was on the floor, that diet sodas induce seizures in many of my neurological patients. Now think about this for a second. Here we have a known neurologist in the area telling everybody that basically diet sodas cause seizures. Now the globalists know that. But they also know that it's a brain entrainment molecule, that the aspartic acid component causes a dopamine trigger, makes you extremely addictive, it changes your brain chemistry, and it also makes you forget a lot of stuff. It makes you kind of like, you know, passive because you're kind of in a stupor with the diet sodas. And this is one of the reasons that people get so addicted to diet sodas, but they don't realize they could actually be eating holes in their brain when they're doing it. Now, in another study, every single primate that was tested, 100% of the test group, these were monkeys, developed grand mal epileptic seizures. But yet the product's still on the market, but yet they try to warn us against, you know, taking 5-hydroxy-L tryptophan and stuff like that, which is ridiculous. But the reality is this. So I had this conversation in the Chevy dealership in the front office, this open-air office with John, and this guy was sitting there in the back, and he was listening to it, and he was hammering a diet Red Bull. And he looked at me and said, you're, what you're telling me is this can actually cause brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, and optic nerve degradation. I said, yeah. And so I looked at him and I kind of I said to him, I said, you know, but, you know, I'll send you some information on it. So I had I wrote an article years ago. It's on my website. It's called Aspartame, a Chronicle of Crime. It's at the healthmasters.com website. And what I did is I basically at that point sent him about 15 or 20 scientific research articles on the problems associated with aspartic acid and aspartame, et cetera. And he wrote me back and he says, okay, I'll do everything I can to get off this. I'm done. Well, you know, six months goes by, I go by, he's still hammering the Red Bulls. Another six months goes by, he's still hammering the Red Bulls. Another six months go by, now it's a year and a half, he's still hammering Red Bulls, but though not as much. And so I ran into him yesterday and he's, of course, sitting there drinking another diet soda. And I said to him, I said, you know, what does it take for you to realize how bad this is? He goes, well, I'm doing my best. And I said, no, you're not. I said, you run this dealership. You completely control inventory management. You've got thousands of cars in inventory. Everybody, everybody has to go through you. And I said, you can do anything you want to do. I said, but well, you've chosen not to do it. And he looked at me kind of funny. And I said to him, I said, look, I said, I've dealt with this my entire practice. And that's one of the reasons that I retired 
from having an active practice. I said, because I can't help people who don't want to help themselves. And I said, if you want to continue to drink diet sodas, when are you going to stop? When you're diagnosed with brain tumors, start having brain cancer, when you start having seizures? I mean, when you become so debilitated from it, if that happens to you, that you can no longer function in the society? I said, when do you decide to stop this if you know that it does this? You see, and this is the dilemma, Dave, that we're all in. This is the dilemma that we all have. You know, we know as human beings that, you know, there are certain foods out there that are pretty bad for you, like Twinkies and Ding Dongs and cupcakes. And we know that if we eat these foods at high concentrations or even at all in some cases, that they're going to cause all kinds of health issues, including making us overweight, including making us sick, including making us have heart disease, diabetes, or cancer. So the question is simply this again. Where do we draw the line in the sand as far as what we will and won't do? Now, here's what I do personally. Every morning I get up and I get on the scales because I have a tendency to gain weight. My, my family are a bunch of big old Germans, and I tell you what, I'm talking three and 400 pounders, and I could be big. I mean, I could be big really, really fast. I don't do that. I get on the scales every morning, and if I'm up more than I need to be, I try to maintain 199 on my weight. No, try not to ever go over that. If I go over that, I immediately cut back on my intake that day. Now, in addition to that, I take my ultimate multiple powder every single day, which is probably the finest, highest quality nutritional supplement in the world, as far as I'm concerned. It's a phenomenal product. And it tastes good. You mix it in a glass of water. I actually put it in a protein shake, which the recipe is on our website. I put it in a protein shake, and I take it that way. But I take that every single day. I take... I take the uh, coconut oil, the, the medium-chain triglyceride to coconut oil, and all of this stuff is available at healthmasters.com. I take that every single day. What does that do? That massively increases mental acuity, number one. It's been shown to really help people have Alzheimer's disease and, and senile dementia. And what else it does? It helps to burn and melt belly fat. I mean, it's, it's like putting your belly fat in a microwave oven and just making it go away. And it really and it melts belly fat whether you change your diet or lose weight or anything. It's that good. And I take about a tablespoon of that every single day in my protein shake. And, of course, then I, when I cook, I use olive oil or I use real organic butter. And I make sure I get the essential fats that I need. And then, of course, I take a really good powder vitamin C supplement every single morning, and I use that in a purple stick. By the way, our purple sticks are back in stock. We were out of stock of those things for six months. We bought a bunch of them. We're already 25% through the stock we have. So if you want to get a purple stick from us, which is a green tea extract, including B vitamins, that really gets you a kick in the butt in the morning without drinking coffee, which elevates cortisol, which makes you fatigued, the purple sticks are the way to go. And by the way, I have to a confession to make. I had a couple of those already today. So it's, I'm pretty still pretty geeked up from them. But what they do that allow you to do is you don't have a problem sleeping at night when you take those. Whereas if I drink coffee, I have a problem going to sleep. Now, that's how I start my morning every single day. And plus, I'll throw some pomegranate <clears throat> pomegranate powder in the protein shake, too. Hang on a second. That's all right. We've got something for that, some too, I'm sure. Powder. I put some pound of pomegranate powder in the protein shake, too. And what that really does is helps to reverse atherosclerotic placking. And so that's my protein shake that I use every single day and plus i put some other products like living fuel and other things in there and what that allows me to do is have a really high nutrient protein shake every single morning so now i've got my vitamin c i've got my multiple i've got my essential fast i've got my medium chain triglycerides i've got put magnesium brain food in there which helps to pull aluminum back out of the system and the brain massively gets rid of brain fog i take like six scoops of that every day and what ends up happening dave is that's how i start my morning off and this is what i want to talk to patriots about then throughout the day i'll take my E, my zinc, my D3, and my iodine throughout the day. And if I feel like I need CoQ10, I take CoQ10. I take all these supplements 
wounds every single day. Now, people say, well, that's a lot of stuff to take. That's why I like the powdered multiple because it starts off with just baking it in a protein shake and drinking it. Now, what I've learned is this. If you're careful what you do with your diet and you're careful what you do with your lifestyle and you exercise on a regular basis and you watch your weight, that's so important, and you monitor it, you can feel pretty good most of the time. And you know, the other day, I'm 64 years old now, and the other day I went into the doctor's office and I got, was getting some, getting some chelation therapy done. And I sat down and they said, well, we have to check your blood pressure. I said, okay. And I think it was, I think it was 110 over 65. Yeah, teenager. It, it, oh, yeah. No, she looked at me. She goes, gosh, you've got good blood pressure. Well, I have another product we call HGH Stimulate, which is acts like a natural Viagra, but it also elevates nitric oxide, which also helps to really take, maintain healthy blood pressure. And we use a, a lot of citrulline in it, which is an expensive amino acid, which really is the best way to produce that product. And so we really have some great products that help to maintain your body chemistry. And, you know, that's what we have to do as patriots. We've got to think about what we're putting in our bodies and what it's doing to us long-term wise. Because, guys, think through this for a second. If you're in a ditch and you're trying to fight a war against globalists, let's just name them globalists, and they're deciding to invade the United States of America, and Lord forbid that's ever going to happen, but this happens in a lot of other countries, and all of a sudden we find ourselves having to be in a battle situation how prepared are you going to be for that from a physical standpoint? Are you just going to be cannon fodder to, to walk point and get shot because you can't run or do anything else? You can't maintain your physical prowess? You think through this. Are you on so many medications right now that if you don't get your medication every single day that you won't be able to function? And if so, how are you going to store those medications, especially if they have to be refrigerated? Think through all of these scenarios about where you are and how prepared you are physically. It's so important to realize that. Let me give you another example. Yesterday, I have a, my sister Sharon has an aunt. Her name's Aunt Jenny. And Aunt Jenny never took care of herself and got sicker and sicker and sicker. And finally, the last few years, she's been basically in assisted living. And she didn't even know where she was or who she was anymore. I mean, it was awful. So finally, her kidney started to fail and her heart started to fail and her lungs started to fail, Dave. And they put her into a hospice. And I, and I told my wife and I told my mother-in-law, I said, we need to go visit Aunt Jenny. Though she's not my blood relative, but she's in a hospice. They're waiting for her to die. And we need to basically pray for her. So we did. We went to the hospice yesterday. We prayed for her. And I asked, she's a Christian. Jenny's a Christian. So I asked God to come take her because she was basically in a comatose state. And I, you know, something, let me share something with you about that type of vegetative state. Many people who've been in comas for years and couldn't speak, couldn't open their eyes, and couldn't communicate, will come out of those comas and they will say to the people who are around them, I couldn't say anything and I couldn't respond, but I can hear everything you said. Mm-hmm. I've heard the same and thing. I talked yep. to the, oh yeah, and, and yeah, we, we were at the we were so we were in the hospice, and I asked, and they and they told me they said we want you to know, they respond to touch and they respond to you talking to them. So I, I, I went over to Jenny and I laid hands on her and I prayed for her and I said, Jenny, this is Ted. I want to thank you for all the times that we came to your house for Christmas and Thanksgiving. You know, I, I, I listed a whole bunch of stuff that she had done. And I said, I want you to know something. It's okay to be with God now. Go back and be with Jesus. It's okay to, to pass because you don't die, Jenny. I said, you're never going to die. You're just going to transition. I said, once you get born again, there's no death. Death, oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting is what the word says. And we just go on to the next reality, the next dimension. Our, we, our bodies physically pass away, but our spirits don't. And so I told her all of this stuff, you know, basically in those words yesterday. And 
sure enough, she passed last night after we had laid hands on her and prayed for. Her. And you know, see, this is the thing that I wanted. The point of telling you that story is this: the last 15, 20 years of Angeli's life, she has been a physical wreck. She's been incapable of pretty much walking or getting around or even taking care of herself. And she made really bad choices her entire life. So let me ask you guys a question. Is it really worth that Twinkie or that Ding Dong or that cupcake or that piece of whatever deep fat, five frat, whatever mystery meat you're eating to get sick as a dog and live the last few years of your life in some basically catatonic state in which you have no idea where you are or what you're doing because you're so debilitated physically now that's the question or should you say hey look what am i going to do i'm going to work out and try to stay in shape uh, the other day i spoke to an old college friend of mine her name was sherry and i haven't seen her in oh gosh in 45 years you know it's been a long long time and i still haven't seen her i mean i just i, I, I just ran back into one of her cousins the other a couple about last year and i he contacted her i said hi and just an old friend of mine from a German class that I had at the college I attended when I was like 17 years old. And I asked her, I said, would you and your husband like to come over and have dinner with my wife and I? And she said, well, no. She goes, I haven't been working out and I haven't been taking supplements like you and Sharon have. And quite frankly, you know, we're really in bad health. And quite frankly, I'm kind of embarrassed because we didn't take care of ourselves. So here's the question I want to ask everybody again. Why is it that we have to make excuses like that for ourselves? You know, it doesn't matter if you're 64 years old or 65 years old or 60 years old or 50 years old or 30 years old. If you decide that you want to start eating healthy, you can start it today. You start taking the powdered multiple every day. Just that. Just mix it in a glass of water and drink it. And then you don't have to make excuses. And then Sherry did say, she said, well, you know, I sent out an article about health masters and my little christmas letter this year because i was really sick last year until i ran back into you and you got me on a supplement protocol she goes and ted i feel a lot better than i did i've gone through a lot of health issues the last few years but she says you know what just being on the supplements alone and walking now has made a huge difference in how i feel but i'm still kind of embarrassed as to how i look because i haven't taken care of myself so here's the thing guys sherry had tremendous response and tremendous health advantages and increases by starting at the age of 65 on a supplement program they think well i should have to take supplements i got all the nutrients and the food that i need well okay let's stop for a second on that do you really think they're putting trace minerals back into the soil when they're stripping the soil and not rotating crops no do you think that they're really you know allowing the soil to breathe properly when they destroy all the microorganisms by using glyphosate in it and by using pesticides in it? No. Do you really think that you're getting all of the trace minerals and the nutrients that you needed from your food in the soil that's been poisoned? No. So that's the problem that we run into. Now, I would say to you, in the event that you were living in an organic garden, let's say we're all back in the Garden of Eden and everything's the way God intended to be, the God, the creator of the universe is great, I am, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that's the God I talk about when I talk about God, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's, the, that's who I believe is God. If you were living in the Garden of Eden and you had all of these things available to you, you're absolutely right. You wouldn't need to take any supplements because your body would be able to absorb all the nutrients that it needed from the foods that you're eating. But if the food is devoid, let's, let's look at zinc, for instance. I take zinc every day. If you don't take zinc, your prostate's not going to work right. Your sperm count's going to go down. Your energy levels are going to go down because every time you have relations with your wife, you lose zinc. 
Okay, every time. And so if you don't have sufficient quantities of zinc coming into your body, you're going to have all of these health issues, including prostate problems. So you think, well, that kind of explains a lot. Well, yeah, it does explain a lot. That's one of the reasons when people eat oysters, they're high in zinc. They increase their libido. Zinc increases libido. Don't recommend eating oysters because they can be contaminated with arsenic, lead, and mercury, and they can also get toxic shellfish poisoning from them. So always remember this. You've got to eat healthy, and you've got to take supplements. I've been taking about 100 milligrams of zinc now for 40 years. My prostate does great. I never, I don't have to get up. I go to bed at 11 o'clock at night. I get up at 7 or 8 in the morning. I never have to get up one time and use the bathroom. We also have a product called Prostate Support that is phenomenal, and every once in a while I'll take that. Now, by the way, there's another good compound if you start getting a sore throat. It's called astragalus. But if you take astragalus, if you're over the age of 40, make sure you take prostate support with it because it can have a tendency to mess up your prostate a little bit. That's really important you understand that with astragalus. So there are all kinds of natural ways to stay healthy. But guys, think about it for a second. I mean, if you got high blood pressure, that's a pretty easy fix in most cases by changing your diet, exercise, and lifestyle programs. It's just a lot of times if you get ventricular fib, it's primarily in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases because there may be magnesium deficiency. If you've got a, a problem with you know bleeding gums, it's probably from a vitamin C deficiency, and you're not producing enough vitamin C to maintain collagen. So you know it's one of those things that your body needs nutrients in a specific amount in certain concentrations, and if you don't get your body those concentrations of those nutrients, your body starts to degrade, it starts to age very very quickly, and and quite frankly, Dave, you know. I tried aging once. I didn't like it, so I decided not to participate in it anymore. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that. Well, it's kind of awful. I got to get in yeah, line yeah. with you here and practice oh, the same gosh. thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, you know, and it's, it's this thing. People are always saying, well, this is hurting and that's hurting and this is hurting. And, you know, every once in a while, you know, I may get an ache or pain somewhere. 64, right? You know, I may overdo it in the gym, but I don't really talk about it because it's a negative confession. Just, you know, unless it's an injury that needs to be addressed. I mean, why are you going to discuss an issue with your shoulder or your foot or whatever? People don't want to hear it, number one. And number two, they got their own injuries and their own problems they're thinking about. And I've learned a long time ago, you start dwelling on problems, you can create a negative feedback loop. You can actually make things worse because you start thinking about it. It's like setting up a set of dominoes in a circle and having them reset automatically. And then also they start spiraling around and around and drop and drop and drop and drop and drop. That's what's called a feedback loop in the body. And you can actually cause inflammation and health issues just through a direct feedback loop. I've seen it over and over here. Same thing with that, that is so true with psychosomatic conditions, like with stomach issues and brain issues. The gut and the stomach are directly linked. We've talked about the interdimensional interface that, that's in between those two before on your show. And, and so when you start having brain health issues with your stomach, it starts affecting you mentally. You start getting depression issues. The depression issues cause additional stomach issues, which cause additional brain issues. And so you go into a feedback loop. So you got to find a way to break that loop. And discussing it and complaining about it and dwelling on it isn't going to help break the loop. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. You've got to start to walk and figure out other things to do. Make sure you have the proper nutrients in there to stop those down. It's also known as a cytokine storm, and that can be part of it too with inflammation in the body, but that's not necessarily the same thing that always happens with the brain from a psychosomatic thing. So it's so important, Dave, that we as Christians realize that we know who has our future, we know what God told us, and that we don't have a spirit of fear, but of power and a love and of a sound mind. Let me explain something to you, and this is one of the reasons I talked about Aunt Jenny today. You know, once you get born again, you're not going to die. And so the globalists, that's the only power they have over you is basically the fear of imprisonment or death. That's all they can do to you. Or they can basically impoverish you by taking your stuff away. They can do that too. Or they can put you in a concentration camp. There's all kinds of things they can do, but they're all fear-based. But they can't take your salvation. 
They can't kill you. Literally, they they can kill your body, but they can't kill your spirit or your soul. They can't kill that. Why? Because it goes on to be with God. And see, this is what we have to understand. So if they have no authority over us in that realm, there's no reason to stress out over it. Now, here's the point. If we stress out over it, what we do is we set up that feedback loop again in our body. And we start making negative confessions again. And we elevate cortisol in our body. And when we elevate cortisol, that's a stress hormone, we stop the digestion process and we stop absorbing nutrients. And we stop absorbing nutrients, then we increase the risk of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. And so not only do they affect us physically, they affect us emotionally, which affects us physically, and we can't allow that to happen. That's why we're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind, according to Timothy. Now, the other thing people say, well, I get so mad at them. I hate these guys. I hate these guys. Well, no. Why do you hate them? You know, you, you hate the devil, but that's about it. You need to realize who these guys are and who controls them, which is Lucifer. But you got to also realize that hating them doesn't help anything. Trying to curse them doesn't help anything. Because when you curse somebody else, it comes back on you. Because the Bible says to love those and to pray for those who diligently despise you or do, who, who use you and, do, and despise you. This is what we have to understand as Christians. You know, Rome wasn't conquered by the Christians because we decided to build an army and go out and kill all the Roman soldiers. It took several hundred years for Rome to be conquered by Christianity through the teachings of Jesus. Why? Because we loved them and we walked in faith. Does that mean we should tolerate their behavior and, and endorse them? Absolutely no. Does that mean we should go to movies that openly you know, endorse you know, deviant lifestyle choices? No. Does that mean we should give them our money? No. What it means is that we need to stand firm in the things that we know from the Word of God and do everything we can to stay healthy and spiritually sound. And I always tell folks like this. There's an old German plaque that I have on my wall that my grandmother did back in the 1800s. And it says, Schweilemen stutzen brechen nie, gebetet Arbeit heißen sie. And what that means in English is this. There are two fundamental principles that we have in life that can never be broken. They are prayer and work. And what we need to do is we need to work like it's all up to us, and we need to pray like it's all up to God. And then we'll find that balance somewhere in the middle. But guys, in the meantime, you got to stay positive, and you got to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Does that mean that there are going to be momentary defeats and the battles that we may have on this world or this plane that's run by Lucifer? Absolutely yes. But does that mean he has victory over us? Absolutely not. And we're not in a spirit of fear. And guys, all I can say to you is this. You have to stand firm in your faith in all the days of your life and try to bring honor and glory to him. And do like Paul says. You want to finish the race and have God say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. And if we do that as Christians and we support one another, I want to say something to you guys. Please support Dave Hodges and the Common Sense Broadcast, the Common Sense Show. You can support the broadcast. Support Doug Habit. Support Health Masters. Use the coupon code with Dave with our with our ministry with our website. Well, it's not a five zero three one. It is not a nonprofit corporation. Support. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Use Dave's coupon code. And, and, and remember, when you support Patriot organizations like Health Masters and Dave Hodges and and, and Hagman, when you support us, it, it shows us that you care about what we're doing and that you're part of the fight with us. I mean, we go out, we support all kinds of crazy organizations all the time. Your toothpaste, your multiple vitamins from bus, which you're all buying toothpaste, I hope, and you're getting multiple, multiple vitamins. It allows us to realize that you're part of our team and we're all working together for the greater good of humanity. What do you think about all this, Dave? Well, what I think is um, it's really simple. Just follow the plan, work the plan daily. What do you think gets in the way of people not doing that? Well, the, the, the biggest thing is fear, bud. I mean, you know, fear is the mind killer. It's the, it, it paralyzes 
convinces you. I mean, you know, when you're scared to step out and say, I'm not going to go see the new Star Wars movie because there's an openly lesbian scene in it, and I'm not going to promote that with my money. And if Disney wants to compromise and put a show like that out, they can do that, but I'm not going to support it. Okay? People say, oh, you can't say that anymore because of the Me Too movement. You can't be doing anything like that. You can't be – because, of, you know, you, 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 you can't do that because of transgenders and homosexuals. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can stand forth on the word of God and what it says to do and not to do. It's my preference. It's my religion. It's my faith. And so it's the fear, Dave. It's the fear of the change. It's the fear of, okay, I may not like that, so I'm not going to try that food, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm, scared, I'm scared to try it. Or I'm scared to try that supplement. Or, you know, I've been eating this way my whole life. What difference does it make? I'm not going to do that. I may, I may have issues when I try to do that. It's fear, and sometimes it's stubbornness. You know, we don't want to change what we've done for so long because we've gotten used to doing it because we've gotten ourselves into a rut. I mean, let me ask you guys a question. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 300 pounds overweight, what's the goal? You say, well, what, do you, what do you mean, what's the goal? Well, what's the goal? Is the goal to be 400 pounds overweight, 500 pounds overweight, 600 pounds overweight? Where's your goal? Well, I don't, don't really have a goal. Well, what do you mean you don't have a goal? And so that's the problem that we have. See, I could take – and listen to me for a second, friends. This is so important. The last gold medal winner at the Olympics. I could have any one of you in the, in the, in the, in the bow and arrow competition. The last gold medal winner in the archery competition at the Olympics. I could have any one of you guys – shooting the bow and arrow as good as that gold medal winner was and is within 20 minutes of teaching you how to shoot the bow and arrow. Well, come on now, Ted, that's impossible. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let, me, let me finish the sentence. Now I'd have to change a few things. What I would do is I would take the gold medal winner and I would blindfold him, okay? And then I would basically spin him around in a circle so he would have no idea where the target was. <laughs> and then I'd have you compete against him. And you say, well, that's silly, Ted. How could a man hit a target he cannot see? Uh, there you go. You, you made my point. How can you hit a goal or a target you don't have? And that's the biggest problem because of fear of failure, because of fear of trying, Dave. We don't set targets or goals for ourselves as far as from a health standpoint. You know, we've got the New Year coming up here. It's going to be 2020. You know, we're going to have a lot of people out there making New Year's resolutions, and they're going to stick to them for about – 30 seconds and they'll be done with them yeah. and, and 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 so this is the problem that we have you've got to have a set goal before you every day i get to the gym i try to go in five to six days a week and i have a, a, a ledger sheet and i've got all my weight written down every step first thing i gotta do is i write the weight down i write the body part that i'm working that day and i write what day of the week it is so i remember what i worked that day on that particular workout and what my weight was and i yeah you when you come to the house if you ever come over here i'll, I'll show you if so i've got literally a hundred pages of weights in just this current journal over years after years after years after years after years because i keep a track record of my weight and my goals and my workouts you think well that seems awful melancholy to me ted to do that well it works for me that's why getting up in the morning and weighing is so important to me because i have to write it down and put it into the ledger every day but it also helps me to maintain my weight so that's the biggest problem we have dave is a fear of trying or fear of failure or just wanting to be stuck in a rut for so long but it's a good but again the question is this how bad do you have to feel how many medications do you have to be on how many drugs do you have to take how many you know, times to the doctor, you need to go every single year to try to feel better before you start changing your lifestyle. Don't you know that drugs don't cure anything? 
They treat symptoms. If you've got a problem with a headache, you don't have a Tylenol or an aspirin deficiency. You may have a blood sugar imbalance. You may be having a caffeine withdrawal. There's all kinds of things could be. But if you don't have a deficiency of aspirin, which is unbelievably toxic, and Tylenol, which is like one of the primary causes of hospitalizations and liver failure in the country, you don't have a deficiency of that poisonous mess. should never be on the food. It should never be on the market. So why in the world are you treating all of these symptoms with all of these drugs and not trying to get to the core reason you have these issues? Why are you treating symptoms? And see, that's the biggest problem that we have in life, Dave. You know, the symptom you know, is that we have a corrupt government in Washington, D.C. We have to see that. The problem is, you know, we've lost our way spiritually in the United States. That's the problem. It's not the government. You know, I think Steve Quill said at one time so succinctly, we're trying to correct a spiritual problem with government intervention or something like that. He said something like that. You know, a spiritual problem with governmental intervention. But the reality is this. He's right about that. I mean, how in the world do we think we're going to correct a spiritual condition in Washington, D.C. from the depravity of all the things that we have seen? The Food and Drug Administration is, is so unbelievably corrupt, it's unbelievable. You know, they're, they're right up there with the ATF. I mean, they're, they're, we've got a lot of corrupt organizations which have been – have people have been put in charge of these organizations that were never voted into these positions. They were basically appointed – into these positions, and now we can't get rid of them. Look at J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, this is the weirdo who was basically head of the FBI for decades, and all the weird stuff and all the blackmail that he did on all the politicians. We get these people in charge of specific areas of the government, and then we end up with all these health issues. Same thing with the FDA. And the FDA comes in, they start want to take this supplement off the market, or regulate this supplement off the market, or take CBD oil off the market, or all the things they want to do. And you think, well, why are they doing that? Well. Because they're beholden to the drug interests. And you know, the, the, a few years ago, 60 Minutes did a show. And it was called the re- something like the revolving door, the revolving door of the uh, FDA. This is back when they were still telling the truth. And it was talking about how so many people from the Food and Drug Administration left their respective positions with the government and went to the very went to work for the very corporations that they were supposed to have been regulating when they were at the FDA. And we see this over and over and over again. That's why 50% of the drugs that are basically approved for use in the United States within five years are either taken off the market or have their warning labels changed. Because so many of these products are put on the market quickly with bad research, and then basically then we end up with this horrible, these horrible death statistics around it, but yet we're thinking it's okay. Look at, look at the vaccinations that we're giving these children. You know, we got one in 32 children now in, in New Jersey, boys coming down with autism. What the heck is that all even about? And what it can't be the vaccinations. Well, then what is it? What is it? What's causing it? Is it the glyphosate? Is it the pesticides? Is it the vaccines? Is it a combination of all of these things? Oh, it can't be the vaccinations. It can't be the fact that we're injecting dead fetal cells into these children and live cancer viruses into these children, and we're putting mercury into these children, or we're putting aluminum in these children. We're putting all these adjuvants like squalene in these children. It can't be that. Heaven forbid it be any of that. Of course, they can't even research any of that. But yet we end up with all of these children have all these health issues that are the leading cause of death in children age 14 and other other than accidents that was cancer, leading type of cancer is leukemia. It can't be that if you eat three hot dogs a week, here we go, listen, if you eat three hot dogs a week, if a child eats three hot dogs a week, they have nine times the risk of leukemia that a child who doesn't eat the three hot dogs have. Can't be that. Can't be that. Heaven forbid it would be tied back to luncheon meats and all this other junk we feed these kids. And see, and this is the problem that we have, Dave. So if you go to healthmasters.com, I've written literally 100, 200 articles on that website, probably more. And Harris has written a whole bunch on there too, my oldest, my youngest son. And we talk about the interactions between drugs, medicine, lifestyle choices, and rather than treating symptoms, we talk about correcting underlying deficiency symptoms that are causing the conditions to be prevalent. You know, Aunt Jenny. Lady just died yesterday, bless her heart. You know, maybe she rests in peace. But, you know, here's the deal. 
she never would take a supplement. She would never eat right. She would never listen to anything I had to say. She would never exercise. And she's basically spent her last 20 years in a catatonic state. You think, that's awful. Well, yeah, it is awful. But these are choices that we all make, Dave. And these are choices. When we make these choices, then we have to continue to live with these choices until the day we are sitting in the hospice and we go to be with the Lord. What do you think? Well, I think uh, her Jenny's uh, decline was incredibly long. But I've been reading something, too, that really disturbs me, that in our country, because our lifestyle is so unhealthy, our length of decline, where we're actually miserable, takes up almost 20% of our life. Well, no, that, isn't, isn't that the sad part? You know, you know, you know what's so funny with Austin? When I took Austin over there, because, you know, Austin's 31, and we went there yesterday, and we prayed for Jenny, and we were and we and we were walking back to the automobile from the hospice, and he looked at me, he just shook his head, and you tell he was trying not to choke up, and he goes, "Dad, that's a horrible death," and I'm like, "Yeah, it is. It's a horrible death to die like that." I said, "I'd much rather die with my boots on, doing what I loved," and you know, my dad. I mean, he tried to always eat right. He always tried to be healthy, lived to be in his 80s. And I'll never forget how he died, Dave. He was fully mobile, fully functional, fully mentally acute into his 80s. And the thing that he loved doing more than anything else, and he didn't start doing it until he was 50 years old, was play the accordion. And he had over 100 songs memorized, like Blue Danube and German waltzes and all kinds of other things. And he would play the accordion and practice all the time. He took tremendous joy and pleasure out of, out of his music. And what dad would do is once a week, and he's in his 80s, he would take his accordion and put it in his car. He'd drive to the old folks' home. And he would sit in the old folks' home, and he would have a concert for the people that were still able to get up and come into the lobby area where he would play his accordion. And he would basically play the accordion for the people and entertain them. He loved doing that. And he was like 83 years old. He went over there to play the accordion, and he was playing the accordion. He was basically just having a great time, and he had a stroke and died on the spot. Died, dropped dead, right there. Dropped dead, playing the accordion, had a stroke, gone. That's a good death. That's a great death. You know, the other day, we had a pastor who had been a pastor of our church for many, many years, and he retired. And this happened about three weeks ago. And he basically was in church. We were having the altar call. We were still seated. And he had some type of event happen to him, and he basically died during the altar call, during the song, part of the altar call. And they brought the paramedics in, they had him on the floor, they got him back, he was okay. And I thought to myself, wow, that was a good death too. You were all going to die. It's like you said, why do we want to spend the last 20, 25% of our life in misery and, and sickness and disease and going from hospital surgery to hospital surgery? I mean, what do they say? 80%, 90% of the healthcare costs that a person has is with the last year of their life because they're trying to keep them alive? Shouldn't we be more prepared to like realize that we're all going to die anyhow Christ doesn't come back? You know, that we're going to be with him in glory anyhow, that we're going to leave our physical bodies and our spirits aren't going to die and not be so scared of death and try to do everything we can to stay here for an extra week or month or year? What's the point? If, it's, if the end outcome is going to be we're checking out anyhow, shouldn't be, we shouldn't be, we be basically prepared spiritually and mentally to do that? and not have to try to fight to stay in this physical body for another week or two weeks? I mean, why are we doing all of this stuff? And that's the question I ask too. And secondly, we have to ask the other question is, like you just said, why is it that we want to spend the last 20, 25% of our life in sickness and disease? Why do we want to Why do we want to have our limbs amputated? I mean, the number one cause of amputation and blindness in the United States is diabetes. And that's adult onset diabetes in many cases. And you think, well, well, why is that? Well, because people want to eat junk all the time. 
and they want to take all kinds of they will put all kinds of garbage in their bodies and they have all kinds of health issues from it but we don't want to talk about that because that means they can't do what they want to do you know the bible says the kingdom of god is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness peace and joy to the filling of the holy spirit and that's what we need to understand but that doesn't mean that we're supposed to ignore our bodies and and basically eat whatever we want to eat whatever we want to do it dave and stay sick all the time that's not what that verse is for the verses that let you know that hey look and it also says a physical value physical exercise is of little value it doesn't say it's of no value it's a little value because we're all going to check out but that doesn't mean we can't be healthy while we're here and think about the cost dave Think about the cost to your family and to your loved ones. Think about the cost of what it takes to keep somebody in a catatonic nursing home facility, not even knowing who they are for sometimes years on end. Think about the cost of what that is as far as to the society and whole as general and how we have done all of this stuff to basically further you know, enrich the medical industrial complex. I mean, think about that for just a second. And that's why we really need to be prepared for a spiritual standpoint when we check out you know and i really never thought about much of this stuff when i was younger but now that i'm 64 years old i'm kind of start thinking about some of it see and this is the thing that we all need to look at do we really want to put ourselves and our loved ones through this now listen to me friends for a second i'm gonna ask you that same question all over again how bad does it have to get before you start making healthier dietary choices how bad do you want to be 20 30 40 50 100 pounds overweight when do you draw the line and say i'm done with gaining weight when do you draw the line and say, I'm done with taking all these medications, but try to find a natural protocol now? When do you finally make that decision? How old do you have to be? And see, and this is the key that we all need to ask ourselves on a regular basis. And that's why you got to take a really good, high quality supplement like we have at Health Masters. Our, 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 here's our guarantee for your listeners, Dave, and we've told you this before. Use my supplements for 30 days. Just use them. And if you don't feel 100% better in 30 days, you just return it to me. And I'll be more than happy to give you a full refund. I can't do any more than that. But it takes you making that change, that transition, that step. The other day, I've got a friend of mine who's a pilot. He lost his he lost his pilot license last year because he had a heart flutter and his blood pressure was a little bit high. In almost every single case, not every case, but almost every case, that those types of conditions, the high blood pressure and the ventricular fib can be helped through magnesium taking a magnesium supplement or using a magnesium foot soak like we have with our magnesium magnesium chloride crystals that we have in the office you soak it and absorb it through your feet and I, i've told him this a hundred times a hundred times you know you probably have a magnesium deficiency most people do it's using over 300 biochemical reactions but you think you take magnesium but he won't he's well i'm gonna i'm gonna drop 10 pounds i'm gonna lose weight and i'm gonna start running and i said you start running you start sweating you're gonna lose even more magnesium it's going to stress your heart out even more. I said, you don't need to do that. You need to get your magnesium levels up. If you want to exercise the cardiovascular standpoint, get you no, no impact like a circular runner, like a precor elliptical runner, or get yourself you know, a Cybex elliptical runner, which are a little bit better. Or you could basically use a little round trampoline, but you don't need to be running out on concrete at 68 years of age. It's going to be horrible for your joints and your elbow, or, or it's not your elbows, but your knees and your hips. And you need to realize that you know, you need to under, you need to address the underlying symptom first because if you start sweating profusely outside running in Florida, you're going to lose even more magnesium. And you can actually put yourself into a heart attack situation. I had a friend of mine years ago, Dave. He was 63 years old. His name was Tom. He was a high school football coach here in Florida, down our local high school. This was like 50, 60 years ago. And he had decided he was going to get back into shape. And I'll never forget this. I was in the gym with him. He was 63 years old. And he'd been a bodybuilder most of his life. But he 
was he, he would do things in the extreme. He'd get extremely overweight. Did he get, he'd start extremely exercising. And he was in the gym with me one day, and he was 63. And I'll never forget, he had 150 pounds on the easy curl bar and doing six or eight reps with 150 pounds on the easy curl bar. Now, guys, that's a lot of weight to do a standing bicep curl. That's a lot of weight. And he weighed about 200 pounds. And he told me he had just lost about 20 pounds. He felt absolutely great. And the doctor had told him that he had the body of a 43-year-old. And then he was talking about his son is just getting out of law school, and now he's going to start making a lot of money now, and he's going to start doing developments, all, all this other stuff. And he, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm listening to him, and I was just, I was thinking, Tom, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you, so happy for you, so happy for you. About three days later, Dave, I was in the gym, and there was another guy there. His name was P.O. Wall, and uh, and he was a very wealthy man with a lot of land by Disney World, and I'd known him since I was a kid. And uh, and P.O. was in there working out, and and, uh, and P.O. started talking to another one of the people working out. He said, you know, sorry to hear about Tom. And I, I listened to it for a few minutes, and I said, Pio, who are you talking about? He goes, well, Tom. And he told me the guy's last name, and I'm not going to mention it on the air out of respect for the family. And uh, and I said, wait, I, t- I said, what do you mean? Sorry to hear about it. He said, well, he died. He died, you know, a couple of days ago. I said, what? And sure enough, what Tom had done is he had gone out in August in the heat of the summer and tried to run like 10 miles in the orange groves on sand and had basically lost so many electrolytes, he had a massive heart attack and died at the age of 63. It's the same guy who was telling me about all the things he was going to do and all the money he was going to make and how healthy he was, was dead within a day or two. And it reminds me of what the Bible talked about in the New Testament where the guy goes, you know, I'm, I'm making all this money. My barns are overflowing. I'm going to eat, drink, and be healthy or not be eat, drink, and be, and be whatever, have, happy, you know, the rest of his life. And basically he said this very evening, your soul shall be demanded from you. Guys, here's the thing. When you're in your 50s or your 60s or your 70s and you're not used to exercising anymore, it's so important that you don't go out and overdo it and start really, really pushing yourself from a cardiovascular standpoint. Because if you do, you start losing electrolytes, you start sweating profusely, you can actually cause yourself to have a heart attack. And I saw that with Tom. And see, that's the thing we have to understand is don't try to get back into shape the next week. You know, if you're 100 pounds overweight, you didn't gain that 100 pounds last week. Okay, it's been a long time in the coming. So even if you take an entire year to lose 100 pounds or two pounds a week, that's pretty good weight loss speed. That's okay. Just start doing something immediately and start making healthier choices as soon as you possibly can, Dave. What do you think? One step at a time. That's exactly and, right. And this is why I think it's important that when we look at these self-change programs, I, I think they start in at a plateau that's above where most people are ready to jump in. So they experience some setbacks and failure and get discouraged early on. This is why I think New Year's, uh, new New Year's uh, Day resolutions, why I think they fail so often. You need to stair-step your goals. You need to start small, have some victories, and then move forward. No, no, that's exactly right. And see, the, here's the thing. You know, when you set a goal, let's say you got to drop 100 pounds, all right? You don't, you don't set the goal that I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Don't do that. Set the goal you're going to lose 2 pounds or 10 pounds. Say, in the next five weeks, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. That's my goal. Forget about the other 90. Just forget about them. Just, just forget about them because you want an intermediary goal. Now, your superordinate goal may be to lose 100 pounds, but don't even get a, get a board. Put the board up on the refrigerator. You know, so you'll see it before you grab something else to eat in the middle of the night. And then put a picture of yourself back when you were in shape on the doggone refrigerator with the board. Say, my goal is to lose X amount of weight by X amount of date, period. 10 pounds, five weeks. Picture of myself on the refrigerator. And do it. And you go, that sounds silly to me. 
recognize, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he's what the word says. And so you start thinking about how you're going to feel and how you're going to look and the energy you're going to have. And you're going to find out very, very quickly that you can take those New Year's resolutions and you can make them stick. You make them stick for the rest of the year if you set the goals up. And then the other thing, too, talk to your wife or your husband. Let's say you're a lady and you need to lose 50 pounds or a man or whatever, and you have to lose the 100 pounds or 50 pounds. Talk to your wife and say, honey, you know, either one of us could lose a few pounds. Let's set a goal to work together on this. Let's, let's you know, let's get, let's go to healthmasters.com. Let's get the powdered multiple. Let's at least start with that. And let's start working out and enter, you know, and at least walking in the afternoons and the evenings in the cool of the day and try to get our cardiovascular system booted back up again. Let's start taking supplements so we know how to eat clean. Let's start, let's get Ted Rowers, Sharon Rowers cookbook, Eat Clean and Be Healthy. And let's go and get that book and, and, and start using recipes out of that book. And let's just not make this a diet, but let's make this a lifestyle change and the weight loss will come along with it. That's how you do this thing, Dave. It's like you said, you do it at ink incremental steps and if you do it that way it makes it simple because people are always saying to me what kind of diet are you on i said i'm not on a diet they go what do you mean you're not on a diet i just eat healthy what do you mean by that you eat healthy i eat clean well, what do you mean by that are you obsessed about do you eat meat yeah i eat meat do you eat steak yeah i love steak when you eat chicken yeah i love chicken do you eat fish yeah i like fish too do you eat pork absolutely not <laughs> don't eat pork ever do you do you, yes. do you eat shellfish absolutely not don't eat shellfish ever they go, well, you, well, you eat you eat steak and you eat chicken and you eat you know, fish. I have salmon. I love. I love fresh salmon. I love soft salmon. That's basically this wild. I love all that stuff. Grouper, orange ruffy, red I know, snapper. I know. They're you, all. I, I eat all that. I know. Well, you, listen, I know, sound. and you're you're one of the healthiest guys I know. And Ted, we're almost out of time, and, and we've hit the health masters things pretty hard. Uh, and, and I just want to say to people, it's healthmasters.com. You really need to check it out. I go to Ted before I go to my doctor, and there's a reason why. And so does Doug Hagman, and so do many people in the independent media. So health healthmasters.com the coupon code to save five percent is five dave that's the number five dave at healthmasters.com ted we got about 45 seconds tell people how they can follow your radio show uh, we're on global so if you go to healthmasters.com you can scroll down and you can click on the ted dawson Barrower show you can also get on our email list and we'll tell you every single day the topics that we cover on the show and you can click right there on a, on a, on a landing page screen which by the way steve quayle gave me that idea brilliant brilliant idea and so we have a landing page to listen to the show and so we have the ability at that point to bring that show directly into your house exactly. or you can go to the archives at the healthmasters.com website and you can pull up any show look at the topics that we have little hint here if it says green show if it says green show must listen that's one of those shows that you don't want to ever miss and there are quite a few green shows on there in the last year and those are the ones you can start with and really get an understanding of who runs the world why they run the world the way they do and what their end goal is Thank you for having me on, Dave. Hey, Ted, it's been awesome and a pleasure, my friend. And uh, happy New Year to you. And uh, these are great New Year's resolution ideas to follow. Thanks, Ted. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me on. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. Don't forget that coupon code 5Dave.